Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Paul Howell. Good morning, Emma. Paul, I'm so glad you're here. We just met this morning, and so I would love to hear a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? Well, first, I'm a husband to Jackie, uh, my beautiful wife of 18 years. 18 years. I'm a dad of, at the time of this writing, they were younger, but now they are going to be a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior in high school. Wow, every grade. Every grade. And uh, a follower of Christ. That's awesome. And then for work, I work at a small bank. And where do you serve at Watermark? So I serve currently in leading a, a summit group. And how long have you been doing that? Oh, my goodness. Um, seven or eight years. Okay. And this past year, y'all were in the book of Hebrews? We were. In fact, when you asked me earlier today why I chose Hebrews 10, I confess to you, and I'll confess to our listeners, that it's because I was already studying Hebrews 10 in Summit with our group of guys. So. And what was the big highlight from this past semester in Summit? I mean, the biggest highlight is spending time in God's Word, but with other men. It's really that community aspect for me that draws me into the Word. And I, I tell our group every time, we're all teaching, we're all sharing from what we learn. And so to me, it's like the best curated, best of the best from 10 or 12 guys, time in the Word with the Lord for a week. And I get to hear that over 45 minutes to an hour. So just hearing their perspectives and uh, has been a blessing. But today we get to hear your perspective. So Hebrews Hebrews 10, you chose it as y'all were going through in Summit. What uh, what verses stood out to you? To me, the key verses are verses 23 through 25. So let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I, I love also, you know, towards the end of the chapter, I think, Emma, you're great at this, and many of your your guests on the podcast have been great at kind of keying in when there's the word therefore in Scripture. So in verse 35, there's a therefore. and uh, So we say, what's the therefore? What's the therefore? Therefore. And so, you know, that verse is, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So, I want to receive what is promised. I think as believers, we want to receive what is promised. So, so I, you know, and sort of thinking about this chapter, like what was the problem? What were they, what were the the recipients of this letter doing that was causing them to lose their confidence or not not remain and grow in their confidence? And I just love how the writer of Hebrews, and there's still lots of questions about who that might have been, um, but how the writer of Hebrews just has systematically, in the most eloquent way, gone through and made this case that Christ is better. Christ is better than the angels. Christ is better than Moses. Christ is better than Aaron and the priests and Melchizedek and the earthly temple and tabernacle sanctuary. Um, And now in verse 10, he's making the same case that Christ is better than animal sacrifices. And um, obviously, animal sacrifice was a very important part of the Jewish tradition and faith and religion, and um, it makes the compelling argument that animal sacrifices were never going to be full satisfaction for sin, that 
Christ's sacrifice once for all, um, like in verse 14, for by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified, and that now because of his sacrifice, the practice of future animal sacrifices is no longer needed and no longer relevant. And I think what was going on here is these Christians, these were Jewish Christians who had been dispersed to some degree. I read somewhere that, you know, maybe these were in Palestine because they were still around enough Jews that they were being influenced back into the pattern of Judaic animal sacrifice, yet they knew Christ. And so their drift was back towards what was comfortable um, because they were receiving likely some persecution, some ridicule, some you know, shame from family or friends or just others who were going, wait a minute, you were raised a Jew or your parents were raised a Jew. This is the way we do things. Um, but you're not, you're not upholding that. You're, you're now a Christian and you're not honoring and continuing in those practices. And so it sounds like it was easier for them to just sort of fall back into that and maybe say to themselves, oh, you know, it doesn't hurt to do those animal sacrifices. I can do both. I can kind of worship God or Jesus and I can kind of honor my parents, my tradition, you know, and and behave in a way that doesn't invite a lot of persecution or ridicule mm-hmm. or questions. Yeah, I think that's, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, please. Like, okay. I think that's, you said something that I thought was was really profound, that the audience was tempted to drift toward comfort and, I, and what's familiar. And I think we do that a lot in our own lives. It doesn't look like drifting toward animal sacrifice. I mean, we were talking earlier. Are you not? Are you, <laughs> you not know? tempted to sacrifice animals? You know, Paul— <laughs> You should call for help if I if I was. Um, but we were talking, we both grew up in the church, so we were familiar with the Old Testament, and we kind of throw out Old Testament sacrifices as, hey, that was the Old Testament. Now we're in the New. We've heard these stories, whatever, whatever, move on to Jesus. But they, as you just demonstrated, teach us something about who, who Christ is. We don't practice them, but when we ignore them entirely, we miss out on learning just how much better Jesus is. And so as I, I think about this original audience who would uh, drift back towards what was familiar, uh, I think we do that in our own lives, whether it's food, this is, it's comfort food, or uh, scrolling on social media for hours, or binge-watching TV, or even uh, in evangelism. If it's uncomfortable to talk to a stranger on a plane or in an elevator, we'll just be quiet because it's more comfortable when Christ is calling us to take a step of obedience. And so how does that play out in your own life, drifting towards what's comfortable? I would say the things I drift towards are comfort, self-reliance, just the belief that I can figure it out, I can do it. God's gifted me, so therefore, you know, I need to I, I, I need to handle this challenge obstacle on my own with the sort of the resources I have. Um, for me, a big one is seeking the approval of men um, and just trying to please others ahead of God at times. That's me too. You know, part of it is the faith tradition that I was raised in was very much a works-based theology. Mm. Um, And I would say that's similar to what these early Christians were struggling with, a very, like, you do this at this time, and you do this at this time, and here's the the routine and mm-hmm. the, the— The religious practices. The, yeah, the activities. Growing up, it was, hey, we have church on Sunday morning and Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7, and we do Bible Bowl, and we'd go to summer camps, and we we do all this stuff, and we take communion every week, and that's all wonderful stuff, but there was a bit of, like, feeling like, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to earn the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. You know, God's mm-hmm. going to love me more because I'm being a good Christian, as evidenced by my resume. And— I read verses, you know, in James, like James 14, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? Or 
uh, in 18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. And like it was easy for me growing up to just think, man, I gotta, I gotta work hard and earn God's favor, earn my salvation. But as I've come to more fully understand the gospel, I mean, verses like Ephesians uh, 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. There should be works that evidence my faith, but I shouldn't be working out my salvation and trying to earn that Mm -hmm. salvation. I've similarly in my own life found myself believing the lies of the enemy that say, hey, if you could just go X amount of time without messing up, then God will want to use you more. Or if you could just get better in in this area of your life, memorizing scripture, then once you learn enough, God will want to use you. And the reality is we're always going to fall short of God's standards. And if we get caught, if I get caught in this performance mentality, I'm, I'm forgetting that Christ was the sacrifice once and for all. It's not an excuse to keep on sinning or, or neglect spiritual disciplines like meeting together. Uh, but the guilt and the shame is taken away. Let me miss the mark. Well, I, I love that this chapter is right before Hebrews 11, and I think Hebrews 11 had already been chosen, or I might have chosen that one, but, you know, the hall of faith, and it, and it goes right into, well, let me show you all these people who had confidence, who who were faithful, but none of them were perfect. And so, it's a right. great reminder that, hey, even some of those, you know, pillars of the faith that we would say in the Abraham, I, you know, I mean, just— They made huge the, mistakes. They were, yeah, they, they were liars, they were cheaters, they were, I mean, you know, and— so it's some comfort for me in that, that I don't have to be perfect, you know, to be used by God. I mean, he uses imperfect people more than, I mean, obviously Christ being the only perfect one. But So everybody else he used in Scripture to accomplish his purposes and demonstrate his glory was imperfect. And so, again, not that I go, well, it's great to be imperfect. I should strive for perfection, but not so that God will love me anymore. He's capable of using me just where I am. That's right. I started this with sort of summit was my inspiration to choose this verse. It was a great opportunity to gather with other men and and be taught and then learn and share about, you know, Hebrews. But that's one of my places that I am encouraged by other men um, and, you know, encouraged, but at times admonished. And so, like, for me, having that group of guys, having our community group with couples and guys time and just other groups in my life, particularly men, for me, that's one of the the biggest blessings I've found at Watermark is just having other men who love me enough to not only help me discern God's Word, but but point out times when my life is not, you know, being lived out in accordance with God's Word. And so, I need that kind of constant reminder, encouragement to be in the Word, to be transformed by the Word, and have some honest friends who will say, hey, I don't see enough transformation in this part of your life, or I see something that that doesn't look like Christ in you. Mm -hmm. And that's happened a few times. It's not fun, but, but I think good it's necessary, yes. right? Otherwise, I will just drift on back to, you know, workspace theology and seeking the approval of man and comfort and self-reliance. We all need that in our lives. Man, I wish we could keep talking about it. But <laughs> Paul, thank you for being here. And listeners, thank you for listening. I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.